Hey, J-Rob. Hey, Jerry. You know what time it is? I do know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for Jerry and J-Rob cover it all. That's absolutely right. So happy to, to be here today. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today. We do. Uh, Miss Minerva Flores is here with us today. Hi, Minerva. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. I, I got to say, we've been pretty priv privileged here lately to have some very extraordinary guests. and uh, Phenomenal folks. That's right. And I think today is no different than, uh, than the past. I think we got a great guest, Miss Minerva. So tell us about yourself. Well, um, okay, so I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> well, just, you, tell us about the maybe family life right now. Are you, you married, you got kids, things like that. What do you do? Absolutely. A little bit about me right now. I'm married. Uh, we have three children. My husband and I are named Daniel Flores. My children, Victoria, is 20, about to be 22, actually. She's at Texas A&M. Uh, just spoke to her a minute ago. She's doing uh, well, loves it. Um, which is key and we have a son named Mateo and Mateo is 16 he we live in New Braunfels by the way and he is a junior in high school and Emma is a ninth grader okay yeah. very good very good any pets we do we actually have a dog for our very first time ever um, he's a year old his name is Rocco uh, he's a, a lovely big dog and <laughs> loves us. What kind and, of dog? Uh, he's a pocket bully. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, and we just learned that uh, you at least thought about getting a raccoon like old J-Rob <laughs> over there, right? <laughs> hey, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did think about it, but some people discouraged me. Yeah. He was visiting my garage yeah. one day. Yeah. That's, they were good to discourage you. That's all I can say. <laughs> Lots of fun, though. Lots of fun. Okay. So one of the reasons we asked you to be on the podcast, YouTube, uh, is because you have a story. So I'm always looking for people that have stories, that have a um, history of overcoming obstacles to do something special, to go on to do great things, big visionary kind of things. And you have a similar story. So tell us about life. Tell us how uh, you started out and how you are where you are today. All right, so I'll tell you a little bit. I'm going to take you way back. Um, so, and I say way back because it was a long time ago. But if I think about it, if I was to um, write it, it's probably a good idea. I have asked my sister to write the story. Um, she's a great writer, and she said she will work on a book, actually, um, which I'm excited about that. So, um, I'm actually was born in San Luis Potosí, Mexico, which is about four hours from um, Mexico City. And uh, so life there, I always say is, a, it's like a, it's a village. Uh, no electricity, no running water, no restaurants. So pretty much what we grew um, is what we ate. Um, and that was my life. My 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 mom, my dad had actually come here to the U.S. already, and my brothers and sisters. And there's five of us. So 
At one point, my mom, this is what she says, or she used to tell us, because they are both gone. Um, but they, uh, my mom told my dad, um, it's either time for you to come home because there's too many kids and you need to help me, or you take us with you. And so my father chose to bring us here to the U.S. and we came in 1981. 81. So it okay. was it was a while back. Okay. Um, so and here we are. We made a life and we're here. Okay, well, we skipped a lot there. That's, there's a whole lot of stuff happening between 1981 and now. So, so you know, how did you make the journey? How did you get here? How did you um, do your citizenship stuff? How, how did all that happen? So, um, you know, the, the journey here, obviously, as little kids, I really didn't know much. Um, it was like, for us, it was all of a sudden that we were coming to the U.S., mm-hmm. Um, but there is no picture here, so there's no description of like, what do you mean we're moving? So there's the unknown, um, scary thoughts, um, scary feelings. Um, but I don't remember discussing that with mom. Um, as a child, I guess I kept a lot, and I'm assuming my brothers and sisters did too. Um, we are very close to each other, so often we get together and, and just kind of sometimes we go back and What's, discuss. How big is the family? Um, there is five of us. Okay. So there is, um, I have two sisters and two brothers and myself. So there's three girls, two boys. Okay. And the baby unfortunately passed, but so there were six of us. Yeah. Um, so coming here, going back, um, we arrived in August of 1981. Um, I came in the Greyhound, it was a bus from Laredo. So we have family in Laredo. Um, She's no longer there. She's actually living in Palestine, my aunt. And um, that's where we arrived at her house. And then she brought us to the US. And um, my mom followed and we arrived in Luling. Uh, a very small town, a very tiny, a uh, 5,000 population. Um, we, it was really close to starting the school year, so of course. And um, in Luling, we already had family there. My father was there and other family members um, that had moved here were living there. So I guess you could say they know or they knew the way and they helped us to get started with school and get the registration and all of that um, completed and we started school. So I started in the fifth grade um, not knowing any of the language at all. So as you can imagine, for me it was very scary. Um, I remember probably crying at times, feeling like my parents were not gonna come and pick me up from school. And how old were you at this point? I was I was eleven. Eleven. Okay. In fifth grade, and so. And did not speak English in fifth grade. Is that correct? I did not speak okay. English at all. I didn't even know that no or the word no was no. So <laughs> literally, we did not speak English at all. Um, we learned the language. So I um, I thankfully God. I feel like God has always had a plan with us, and we came here and we found some amazing um, kids that helped uh, me with the language. A cousin of mine helped us with homework, helped me, 
and a, another I made friends and they helped me uh, very nice kids um, I can't say that I was made fun of anything uh, they were very accepting and um, again I went through that fifth grade year learning I was putting a class um, Spanish um, Spanish class I guess Spanish English uh, to learn the language and um, I still remember her name is Vadillo. I have no idea where she's at right now, but she was my teacher. Um, very nice. And then I had another, my homeroom, homeroom teacher, so sweet. She's still alive. And uh, Miss C. Allen is her name. Very kind. And so I will always remember some amazing people that um, God placed in my life at the moment and my other, you know, siblings as well. And so I stayed in fifth grade. I repeated the year again, obviously, and the purpose was to learn the language because I was put in with the children, with all the other kids, like the same classes. I had the science, math, everything. And um, I guess I learned the language because then I moved to sixth grade. So again, I did repeat the, the grade twice. I went into sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, unfortunately, I remember it was history class that I didn't do so well. I fell seventh grade again, um, and there was no question whether I was gonna continue, you know, to the high school and all that. It was just the thing that we did. It was why my father brought us here, my mom, and. I never thought of like, oh, I'm gonna quit ever. So that was never an option. Um, my father always said, you know, we came here to do something. And that something for sure was always, um, he, they always repeated, you must, it's, you must finish high school. So we went on and as much as I didn't like the failing, the seventh grade, it helped me to learn more and learn the language uh, better and then i went on to high school uh, graduated high school now was it i was embarrassed if someone asked my age i didn't like saying my age because you know that you normally graduate at 18 and so that was one of the things that i did not like that question but i was not an option whether i was going to finish it or not and so it was yes i will finish high school and then beyond that um, again, God placed some amazing people um, before me, before my family, and along the way, we just have encountered just really uh, great people. And there was this gentleman, I, I can see his face, I don't remember his name, but he helped me complete some paperwork to go to school in Austin and it was to get a uh, two-year degree in electronic engineering technology and if it had not been for him that he completed all my paperwork and um, did all my finance the finance financing of the school i would have probably i'm not sure that i would have gone or perhaps i would have figured it out some way somehow because i also during the high school years i've been a searcher and I've known uh, from the very beginning, I'll go back to this uh, village, as I call it, um, where I came from. 
um, as a little girl, I already had, you know, the um, thoughts of, okay, there's more to life than this. This is beautiful. It's a beautiful place. You don't need AC. You're surrounded by the mountains. Um, however, it was, um, people would probably say it was a very hard life with no electricity, running water, you know, non nothing like that. However, it was a beautiful life, I simple. would have to say. It was a simple life, but it was beautiful. My father made sure that we never did without it. An incredible man that, um, an incredible mother. So we had incredible parents, very loving, um, and did their best with us. Um, but going back to that, I, I did live a beautiful life there. But coming here was a total change. Um, I'm grateful that we had great parents still here together. Uh, but just thinking back, I didn't really know my dad. I didn't have my father in Mexico for 11 years because he was always here working. He would go back and see us once a year. And then when we came here, it's like, oh, I have a dad now. And so um, that was, that was um, I guess, for us as the family, it was definitely something different, um, but it was beautiful to have our dad. And actually, he did work a lot. Um, he would leave in the morning, come back in the evening. Um, but again, we lived a, never had, never lived without e any needs as far as food. Right. Uh, definitely not wealthy by all means. Uh, we had to figure out a way. So once I, you know, finished the high school and I went to school in Austin and got a degree, the door started to open up when I decided to say yes to, to that uh, school. Um, I finished in two years and I remember it was only uh, two, uh, two girls that graduated from there um, amongst all guys this is a more of a um the technology was more for man and so it was two women graduating with them and then i was offered work for uh, three companies offered me a job uh, which it was applied materials motorola at the time they changed names since and advanced micro devices so i took a job there and wow what an amazing story to be able to come to a position of like um, an incredible company that I was able to see so much and it was mind-boggling actually because of the technology that I was looking at and, and I worked with people from all over the world and that just opened up my world even though, again, I say that I've been a searcher because when I was a little girl, I, uh, with the teachers that would come and teach us, um, I took trips. No one else, no other child there took a trip that I know of. I know that I did. At least my siblings did. Like, like school-related trips? No, it was or just... Just, just, just trips in general? Trips, okay. yes, with the teachers, so okay. to the city. Okay. And so then it kind of like, wait, this is a big world. I even went to Mexico City for, if I'm not mistaken, it was a birthday gift, and I think I was nine. Um, and the thing is that I can't even go back and ask my mom because my parents passed away. So I'll talk a little bit about that, um, but let me go back into when I 
um, went into the workforce in, in 93, uh, January 17th of 93. I actually started working for Advanced Micro Devices for, with people from all over the world, and I'm still friends with some of them, some engineers. I went into the engineering department and I was just, it was mind blowing to see uh, what a huge world. And I would go back and tell mom, I said, mom, there's people from all over the world. Uh, so um, yeah, you know, I met people from Germany, uh, people uh, working at AMD in Austin, you know, there's more diversity. And so that was pretty cool. Uh, Vietnam people from just all over um, and so that kind of I stayed there for seven years I did very well um, I moved started in the testing department and the, for three and a half years and after that it was in 1997 when I moved to the engineering department there is that gentleman uh, he's a friend of mine going into the testing department he's an engineer his name is Manuel and he said hey they're hiring in our department in the engineering department and i said really so i applied and i got the job so i went in there and again that was the the huge because then i, I was working with engineers uh flying to california um for meetings and i would sit and so here i picture myself this little bitty girl that comes from a place, a re very remote place with no literacy, none of, none of that stuff available to, to us. And here I am sitting in California, home office for advanced market devices and sitting in meetings with, um, with engineers, PhDs, right. by the, the way. And very, it was very really- Wow, to people, yeah. Pretty interesting. So. Well, before you move on, so you, you mentioned a couple things. Living simple. I think um, that's that's imperative to be thankful for what you have, but not to be complacent where you are. Um, Jerry has been to the Philippines. Yeah, and it's it's very Same interesting thing. to see um, you know how how many of the people live um, in in a different part of the world, and how grateful they are to have just the simplest things just you know, basic uh, needs, things that we often take for granted, mm -hmm. it really opens your eyes and helps you to be appreciative of, of what we have available to us mm -hmm. uh, here. And so, uh, you know, something about your story that I, I found um, interesting was that, you know, you, you talk about your dad had a, a plan for you guys when you got here. He, he already had it in his mind that, hey, when you get here, we're gonna take advantage of every opportunity that's available. Mm -hmm. Um, and get involved in, in whatever way. And like you said, it, it was never an option to quit. Mm -hmm. uh, you just knew that, hey, this is, we're going to go forward. We're going to accomplish things. And you have accomplished some great things with uh, that gift that, that you were given. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Very good. Thank so you. Right quick before you move on. So I had cause to be in Mexico City a while back. And uh, you mentioned you don't believe you were made fun of at school when you came here right because I, you're working at a deficit trying to learn yep. the language and pick up those those uh, mannerisms and whatnot and um i was in mexico city and weather was beautiful by the way walking around going to the uh the, the big castle uh museum and all that stuff and there was a there was a classroom of kids probably 30 40 kids and i think they were taking a lunch they were sitting down on the wall taking a break but i'm the only white guy around for for miles right and i <laughs> 
I walked by. I've, I've got somebody with me. We're going to go up because we had some free time. We went to check the castle out. We'll check out the museum. And uh, these kids all started chanting, Gringy, 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 <laughs> Gringy. And I'm like, Yes, that is me. I'm Gringy. Thank you. We'll go check out the castle now. All right. Anyway, that's for free. Go ahead. What, what, what's next? Um, so after um after amd i stayed there for seven years so moving on um when i had victoria i decided to stay home with her and i came home it was probably a, in summer of uh, 2001 um and and i would say unfortunately i stayed with her very little because i found myself needing to go back to work and um, at that time i had decided that i didn't want to leave her from like 6 30 in the morning all the way to 6 30 in the afternoon to go back because i was able to go back to amd if i wanted to but I didn't want to do that to her, so I was looking just for a part-time job. And uh, what do you know? It, it took me a little bit uh, working different um, jobs to figure out what's my fit. And so I, I, at that time, I didn't know a lot about me and how I work and what I like and uh, as a person. And, but one thing that I didn't want to do was work, you know, eight to five and especially drive and leave her all day. So I found a part-time job uh, eventually and I, I really enjoyed it because I was around people. So I'm a people person. And um, I remember going in, I was supposed to just help answer phones and um, office work. But office work does not work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I was finding myself. Um, I remember telling Mr. Wallace. Um, I said, "I can I do what you do," and I was working for a broker doing employee benefits at the time, and uh, the health insurance, and I was enrolling. But um, he said, "Sure, you can do what I do. Just get your licenses." And I said, "Okay, I have no idea what this means, but I'm going to." So the decision to do something is really key. Mm -hmm. It's important. And not only that, you decide and you do. So setting up your goals um, and, and doing. And so when he said, yes, you can, I was super excited. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what this means. I'm going to go ahead and get the license and go for it. So I got my license in 2000, August, August 11th of 2005. And I, I literally was out knocking on doors, stopping at businesses and just seeing if they needed something. Um, and it was the, you know, the, the health insurance, the group, group health insurance, the vision, all of the employee benefits. And uh, I loved it. It was fun, and I worked from like nine to three. So those years that I stayed with him um, were fun, but also taught me a lot of being outside with people and knowing, oh, I really love this. This is what I like. And so I got to know myself a little bit better. And then uh, here about eight years ago, um, 
I found myself looking for work, but not wanting to work for someone. Sorry, but that's me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go clock in. My man right here. My man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't want to go clock in and clock out. Right. And again, it goes with my personality. And so I found myself in a, a position where I was able to take a, a career I would say, I think in the beginning, I probably saw it as a job, but now is it's definitely a career that I totally love. And um, along the way, uh, there's been so many struggles, but the decision to do it, no matter what, has been very important to me. And, and then doing, even if it feels like I'm not getting anywhere, just knowing, going to do. And along the way, I have met incredible people. The more people that I help, I mean, the more that I gain. And it's by helping more people and more people, and that is truly being in the business, uh, bringing value to people is very, has been very important to me. Um, I have seen God's hand all along uh, throughout my journey. But I want to go back to when I was at AMD in 1997. Um, it was March 22nd when my parents left to Mexico. Um, it was a Saturday. It was early in the morning. My parents had um, decided they were going to go to Mexico. And my father had called it. It was because it was the last time he was going. And sure enough, it was the last time. Um, but his reasoning, not because he knew he was going to pass, none of that, but he has uh, PKD, or he had, and PKD is uh, kidney failure. And so uh, my father um, and my mom and my brother and um, my son and my sister's son, they all left, and that day they had an accident um, head-on collision and they never came back and so we brought them back and we buried them um, and perhaps that's another reason why my brothers and sisters were really close to each other um, because we encourage each other we pray for each other and our faith is very strong and I often say that God brought us here for the purpose to getting to know him and uh, my parents got to know uh, Jesus as well. And I'm so excited when I think about that, that even though it was very hurtful, um, it was something that I, I don't wish on anyone to experience that, uh, but we did. But he carried us through, he continues to do that. And knowing that my parents are with him, our family is with him and one day we'll reunite and that has carried me through the faith that we have um, knowing that that God created us and that he gives life and he takes life and that's something that I had to understand um, I remember sitting I was, I was working at AMD I remember sitting outside and it hit me and I know it was God the place that in my heart because in the beginning I would say what if I would have gone maybe they would still be here um, like blaming mm -hmm. myself right. and then uh, God said no I give life 
and I take life. And so I come to understood that my life is not mine. It's his and he takes it when he wants to. And so um, living life for others to bring value to others and do good because we saw my parents do good. They were amazing people. I love them. And so I have amazing brothers and sisters. They're doing very well too. So you mentioned there's five people in that car, is that correct? So you lost all five of those folks. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that God got you through this and that your family got you through this. What other suggestions would you have for people out there that have had a major loss such as you? How to get through that scenario? Um, again, I, I'll go back and I say that is the faith that I've had that God is the provider mm -hmm. and God gives life and he takes life. So understanding that from the way I remember where I was sitting and where that thought entered my mind and, you know, reading your Bible, reading scripture, but also um, knowing that God is here. God is lives in you. And so the things that you're able to do, it, it's pretty amazing. Um, for example, you know, that it is a huge loss, but we've had many people praying. Uh, we saw the, the miracles that when we really sit down and talk about the tragedy and how it occur and how, um, what took place um, because my brother stayed alive for 55 hours um, in, in Mexico and my parents were in another state um, and how all it took place and how we found out um, a book needs to be written about that for sure and we're waiting on my sister uh, because it was incredible the hand of God was there and the people that that had to work all those pieces and details it's a lot of the family members that were also traveling to Mexico and so um, but again the church um, held us I mean just in prayer and I remember the church we have a church that we grew up in Luling um, some amazing people I just cannot name them all but a couple from the church the Campos um, brother and sister, uh, Martin and Elpidia Campos were crucial to our coming to Christ. Mm -hmm. And the Luna family as well, crucial to coming to Christ and understanding who we are and the value that we have as a human being, period, no matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what part of the country, part of the world you, you are. And I believe that all of that in my belief, knowing who I am, a human being loved by God and created by him, got me through all of this um, circumstances that could have been, I guess, fatal, if you can call it that, um, from coming to fifth grade, not knowing the language, and then continuing to study anyways. I continue to do anyways even if I don't think I'm able to do it, I just always say, I, I know I can. So is the belief, is the mental belief that you can, and then you do. So it's been. Yeah, no, I think that's 100% that's correct, which is one of the reasons why I think we are so similar, you and Jerry and I, because we have a goal of some sort, or we have a vision of some sort that we're going to do, and all the things that I've really wanted to do in life I've done and I've made it happen just like you did right mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't think about it and just it's just kind of a dream and it's it's kind of just there so you've gone from a situation of 
basically no resource, right? No, no, no legitimate resource. You're, you're in a uh, community village. It's hard work, which I think is a great thing. I think it's a mm -hmm. great place to grow up in personally, outside of electronic devices and poor news coverage. Um, but you've gone from somewhere where you didn't even know about electrical engineering or, or, or having any clue about that stuff to a foreign country to learn a language to get on an engineering team for AMD which is no small feat yeah. you know I'm not a computer guy but I mean you saw me a while ago I couldn't get the audio to work <laughs> but I, I recognize what a difficult thing that is and there's probably a ton of people waiting in line to try to do something like that so well done you've had things come up periodically that you wanted to accomplish and you got accomplished so besides just seeing it saying that you're going to do it making it happen what are some tangible things that you do to make that a success for yourself oh my that's a that's a daily um preparation literally daily i listen to uh, some you know from reading the bible to um, books as a matter of fact i had a long drive coming here but i wasn't listening to just whatever right. i had a book playing and i go back to my books and uh, listen to them again and just the renewing of my mind that you know god tells us to renew your mind what does that really mean and understanding when he tells us those things and i for so long didn't understand i feel like some way somehow i was asleep but i was always searching and so now i am just incredibly incredibly grateful for um all the things that are available to us through technology and being able to download a book uh, I'm not the biggest reader. I have my little sister, Delia, absolutely loves to read, loves to read. And me, I'm more of a, I can listen to the book. Now there's certain books that I'm going to have at hand just because I like to highlight. And there's times that I'm going to do homework. This book right now is, there's some homework to be done and I can't just listen to it and forget about it. But I'm like, oh, there's homework to be done and writing creates um, something magical. So not only deciding what you're going to do, for example, for anyone, it can be at this very moment that you decide that you're going to do something, whether it's going back to school and how difficult it may be. Don't worry about that. Set up your goal, even if it's scary, a big dream. Um, you can still dream and do. Right. Dream and and do take steps to it so you ask me so in the morning i get up earlier than my children maybe emma will beat me she's a pretty early she wakes up early uh um but i am going straight to sit down to do some reading and listening and when i'm i i'm done with my makeup then i go and, and prepare lunch for the kids, I'm not just not listening to anything. I'm still listening to something positive. And then there's some homework to be done, but also weekly meetings that I have because I do have some, uh, I have dreams and the goals that I've set up are scary, I guess you could say. I don't need to know how that's gonna be done. I just know that I set out to do this. 
how it's going to happen, I don't know. But I know that I'm also working my mind. So I set up, um, it's an hour and a half that I have with a coach. I've also hired a coach. So there's been yeah. a lot. Everybody needs a coach. That's right. As Coach Michael Burt says. And so, you so uh, you know, daily uh, working on that uh, self-improvement and growth and then being purposeful in in the things that you're, you're setting out to do. You know, a, a vision without a plan is just a dream. Yes. And so we, we set goals and then we, we take steps, action steps, mm-hmm. to, to, to see that those goals are fulfilled. So uh, well done. Thank you. Yep, yeah. absolutely. These are the exact same things we do, exact same things. So your day, it's not filled with trivial stuff. It's not filled with a whole bunch of TV. It's not filled with trying to figure out where you're going to eat for lunch and how long you're going to stay there and what other things you can do during the day to waste time. You know, it's a purposeful day. Get more accomplished in a day than the average person does probably in a few days. Mm-hmm. And I am constantly on that belt of time is short. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel like that way, but I, I do all the time. Like time is short. I, I got to get things done. I got to move. I got to go. I got to go. I can't sit around and wait for things. So, well done, like Jerry said, great job. Um, Very good suggestions. Thank you. You do something first thing in the morning, you listen to something positive first thing in the morning, some coaching, some some motivational type stuff, it changes your whole day and it changes how you respond. Um, Even if the bad stuff is coming, you're already prepared for it and it just kind of bounces off. You deflect, keep moving, do what you need to do. It's not going to stop you from from what you have going on. So on that note, um, there's a very uh, good uh, podcast out there. It's very positive, very motivating. Uh, Yeah, and uh, it's called uh, Jerry and J Rob Cover It All. Oh, that's us. (laughs) (laughs) I suggest that everybody listen to it, but. but no, I, I, I do a lot of the same um, every day. You know, the, the work that I do affords me the ability to uh, listen. I listen to a lot of, of different speakers, uh, whether it be uh, uh, biblical preaching and teaching or motivational type stuff. Uh, so always seeking for that, that self-improvement, that knowledge that will help us get to that, that next level. So... I understand you can't really say so much who you work for, what you do right now because of advertising issues, but can you tell people what you do? Is that possible? So I'm a financial service representative, and what that means is that I've had to study again Uh uh, to get some licenses, and I continue to study Uh, the uh, company that I'm working for affords me the... We have a university, which I, I'm so grateful for them, that we can continue study, studying. And so I am currently um, studying for another license. And it's uh, just exciting to leave a legacy for my children um, that, uh, you know, I'm very proud of Victoria for um, she is at Texas A&M and she would be my first um, child to uh, graduate college, obviously, and uh, the other two will follow. I don't exactly know what they're gonna do, Mm -hmm. but um, if they wanna go to school, they're absolutely or more than welcome. I encourage it, and again, if they don't, they'll figure out what they're gonna do. Uh, But super proud of her, and it's just incredible. Yep, 
So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, do you have a way to, do we have an email address or anything like that we can attach? Sure. I mean, you can, you can, um, um, Ask Justin; he'll give you he'll give you my <laughs> information. <laughs> it's not it's, illegal. It's just uh, no. it's just a advertising conf yeah. conflict. Just so these guys, they know yeah. how to get right. a hold of yeah, me. We'll, so we'll um, the journey that I have is so incredible, and I'm so blessed, so blessed that this is my career. I will, I will die doing this. Well, we're so thankful that you uh, came in today to share your life story and the things that you've overcome, the things that you've learned, the things that you're striving for. All very motivating, all very encouraging, and uh, we wish you the, the best in all of your endeavors. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys, and I just really hope that this will encourage one person. And if it encourages one person, then that's it. We've um, obviously um, have done well. So, right. Yeah. Success. You got yeah. it. <laughs> very good. Okay, well, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks a lot, Minerva. Appreciate you being here, sharing your story. I know it takes a lot out of people to come here and share some of the stuff they, they've had in uh, their history and their lives, and you did so very well. So thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next time.